Hey, I want to I want to preach the word this morning for a few minutes to you and encourage you and build your faith a little bit. And uh, if you if you take your Bibles, go to Luke 17. And I was I was thinking about this. Let me start this way. I was thinking about my kids. I've I'm, they've just always got me thinking, you know. And um, I, I ask. I ask them to help with things around the house, right? Which is great because they work for really cheap. Um, they don't always do great work, but they work cheap. And so I'm happy with that. That's all I'm really looking for. And um, I've got a project going on in the backyard. And so I've, I've hired a couple of them. I've got, it's great. I've got four employees in my house with a fifth one that will be trained pretty soon. And um, I've, got, I've got this project going on. And, and you know, I, I, uh, I put them to work back there. But you know what? They can't really do it on their own. They're not quite capable of the, of the work. It'd be great if I could just turn them loose and say, guys, I want this. See, they're shoveling. I got them shoveling, man. Shoveling will teach you some. That'll teach you how to work now. And they're shoveling, and they're, they're trying to level out a spot. For My whole yard is nothing but rock. And so these, these, I've got my two girls out there, and they're building some muscle, learning how to work. They're sweating. It's like 90 degrees, shoveling rocks. But I, I realize if I just turn them loose, it's, nothing's going to happen. I got to work with them. I got to come alongside them and work with them. They've got to learn how to listen to me. They've got to learn how to take instructions. They've got to learn how to, to do this thing the way I want it done. But I can't turn them loose. I got to work with them. See, this is how the word of God is meant to work in your life. This is what God does with us. He says, look, I've got something for you to do. And we, here's what we do. We get all bent out of shape. But God, you're giving me something that's just so big. And I, how am I supposed to handle it? No, no, no. You're missing the point. He's working with you. He's given you all the tools that you need. And he's come alongside you. And he's working with you. Because see, we think, man, God wants me to, he expects me to do what? He wants me to do this. He wants me to do, no, he's given you everything you need. He's come alongside you. He's giving you the Holy Spirit in you. He's working with you. He's given you this thing called faith that's meant to do the work. But see, you're not meant to do it on your own. God's calling you, and I want to say this because I believe, especially in this season that we're in, God's calling you to something bigger than you have ever dreamed, ever expected. God's got something for you in this season that if you look at it, you're going to say, there's no way. It's impossible. Well, with man, it's impossible, but you're not just an ordinary man. You've got the Holy Spirit in you. You've been given everything you need, and he's come alongside you, and he's doing it through you. Amen. So don't you tell him, God, this is too big for me. No, there's nothing. There's nothing that's too big for you. There is nothing that's too big for you. God's going to do it. He's going to get the glory. Amen. So I want you to look at the Luke 17 for a second. We're going to look at how to put your faith to work this morning. I want you to see how to put your faith to work. We've, we've read this scripture at least once over the last several weeks that we've been doing this series on faith. And I want to read it again. He says in, in Luke 17, verse 5, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And now Jesus tells them about their faith. Let me tell you what faith can do, Okay. He says this, if you've got faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and plant it in the sea and it will obey you. 
Now listen, how does he tell them to do that? Does he say, if, does he say if, you, if you see a mulberry tree that's gotta be moved, you speak in tongues to that thing until it moves? He didn't say that. Now there's nothing, speaking in tongues is good, but he didn't tell them to do that. He didn't say, go, go but you, know, you see what we do. We say, man, I got faith, and so we start, well, let me just speak in tongues of this thing for a little while. Is that what he told you to do? Well, I've, I've, got, I've got faith it's, it's gonna happen, so let me just go fast for a while. Did he, that fasting is terrific. You need to fast, but is that how he told you to do it? He didn't see, what we try to do is we try to, we try to take the word and then add our little spiritual things to it. Let me, I think this is spiritual, let me do this. I think that's spiritual, let me do that, and then God will hear me. That's not how you get the things done. You don't add your religion to it. Those things are good. Those things have their place. But when we try to do what he told us to do in a different way, we're not following his word. So how did he, what did he say to do? He said, talk to the thing. And, he, and he, then he launches into this discussion or this, this monologue about slaves or servants. He says, which of you having a slave or a servant tending sheep or plowing will say to him, when he comes in the, from the field, come on at once, sit down and eat. Aren't you hungry? Instead, won't he tell him, hey, fix me something to eat. Get ready and serve me while I eat and drink. Later, you can eat and drink. Does he then thank that slave because he did what he's commanded? In the same way, now listen, he's, he's talking about their faith. He says to them, in the same way, when you've done everything you were commanded, listen, God's gonna command you because he's in charge. We tend to think of, of, the, of the, I don't know, the, the kingdom of God as a democracy because that's what we live in. And, well, everybody gets a vote. You don't get a vote in the kingdom of God. Okay? You don't get to elect the king. He's already been elected. He's seated on the throne, and he's never getting off. He's always going to be the king, and you just better learn how to follow him. You've got to learn how to obey the word of God. So he says, when you've done everything you command it, listen, God's going to command you to do some things in this hour. And you can look at yourself and say, God, I can't do that. I can't do this. This is too big. I can't, I can't do that. No, listen, you do everything that you've been commanded. And he was talking about faith. He's given you something. He's given you a tool to use. How do I get things done in this hour? How do I get things done when God's speaking to you? You only get it done by faith. You get it done by using the faith. Faith is your servant. You put that thing to work. When Jesus said, you talk to that mulberry tree, what are you doing? You're not just walking around talking to things willy-nilly. You're giving it commands. You're commanding it by faith to obey you. So you're using your faith to do the work. That's how you're supposed to get things done. So I want to talk to you today about putting your faith to work. See, listen, if, you've, if you say you've got it, I, I read this story. An evangelist was praying for some people for different things, and this guy came up, he said, he said to him, Pastor, I've got, all the, I've got all the faith in the world. And he said, well, that's your problem. You've got all this faith, but you've not been using it. Release your faith. Faith isn't meant to be kept inside you. It's meant to be released so you can do something with it. So I want to talk to you about using your faith, putting your faith to work. Listen, go, go here. Let me flip over a few chapters here to Luke chapter 8. 
I'm going to show you how to act on your faith. How to, now listen, don't be confused because sometimes we think, well, I don't, well, if I have faith, well, you're saying I don't have to do anything. No, you have to do something, but you got to do it in faith. See, when we don't, when we're not doing things in faith, we're just doing things because we think it's spiritual, like, like fasting for the mulberry tree, when, when faith didn't say to fast. You got to listen to what the faith is telling you to do and get in line with the faith. So look what happens in Luke chapter 8. In verse 42, you know the story. There's a woman who's suffering from bleeding for 12 years, and she spent all she had on her on doctors and and. And you know how fun that is. And she didn't get healed. She, in fact, she got worse. And it says that she approached behind and touched the end of Jesus' robe because she said, if I can just touch the, the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. Now, listen, this woman had an issue of blood that made her unclean, didn't it? You remember the Old Testament, if a woman if a woman's, has bleeding, she can't go out. She can't touch people. She can't be doing any of this. That makes her unclean. There were certain laws she had to follow. She was unclean for 12 years. She wasn't supposed to be going out. She wasn't supposed to be. There was a big crowd of people pressing in among Jesus. She would have had to be touching people, shoving people, moving people. Everybody she touched became unclean. That's how that worked. If you were unclean and you touched somebody, now they're unclean for however period of time until, they're, until they can be cleansed. She had no right to be going out and doing this. But faith told her, I got to do this. So what did she do? She put her faith to work. And she let faith take her where she was supposed to go. But listen, so when you do something, you got to do it in faith, by faith, because faith is leading you. If you're just doing something because you think it's good, I think this might be right. No, no, no. You got to start living by faith. You got to start acting on your faith. Amen. Listen, she could have talked herself right out of her miracle. She could have said, I, I have no business going out. I can't go. She had the thought, I got to touch Jesus' garment. That was an illegal act, wasn't it? She couldn't go through that crowd. She couldn't touch those people. She couldn't touch Jesus because she might have thought, well, my uncleanliness will get on him. You can't make him unclean. But she had that thought, I got to get in there and do, she could have talked herself, you know what, we can talk ourselves right out of faith, can't we? We start sitting around, we have this, we have this faith thought that rises up in us and we say, well, wait a minute now, let me think about this. You know what happens every time you stop to, to reason out your faith, you're going you're gonna to talk yourself out of it. Well, I think the Lord's telling me to do this, this sounds really exciting, and you talk to somebody and they say, nah, I don't know about that. Well, okay, I guess, you, I guess I'll listen to you, faithless person. You know what I mean? You, and you talk, you let people talk you, your, yourself right out of faith. If she had gone to her neighbors and said, I got this thought. I think if I just get in touch Jesus, I'll be healed. Are you crazy? You can't do that. And they'll talk you out of faith. Don't let anybody talk you out of your faith. You hold on to your faith. You obey your faith. You follow, you get in line with your faith. Amen. Amen. Don't talk yourself out of your blessing. So listen, James said it this way, faith without works. What is it? Dead. I don't want dead faith. You got to put your faith to work. But you got you to understand something now. You better be working in faith. Because if you're just trying to work, you're just, you're just toiling, you're just going to spin your wheels. It's not going to work for you. You got to learn how to put your faith to work. Look, I, wanna, I want you to go to Genesis 22. 
You guys awake this morning? Hope you slept well. We're going to have a good time here. Genesis 22. This is, I, I mentioned Abraham last time. I want to I look at this story for a, a little bit this morning. Because God did some things with Abraham, but Abraham was putting his faith to work. See, God called him to leave his hometown, didn't he? God said, get out of the country you live in, go to some place I'm going to show you. Now listen, Abraham could have sat and thought about it. God, I don't know about, about all that. What are you trying, what are you, I don't even know where you want me to go. I don't know about this, I don't know about, and we talk ourselves out of believing God. But he didn't do that, he got up and he went. And God called him out, and Abraham, see, Abraham had to receive what God spoke to him by faith, didn't he? And then God made a promise to him, said, I'm going to give you a son, and through that son, you're going to have so many children, they're going to outnumber the stars in the sky and the sand by the seashore. God spoke a word to him, but what did Abraham have to receive that word with? His faith. Everything Abraham got, he received by faith. Why do you think you're going to be any different? Come on. You're not going to get anything. You can't do anything in this word without faith. This word requires faith. Everything in this word. Let me give you some examples. Give thanks in everything. How am I supposed to do that? Give thanks in everything. I don't feel like giving thanks because right now maybe I'm going through something. Right now I, I feel like complaining. Right now I feel like getting upset. Right now I feel like kicking something. No, give thanks in everything. You can only do that by faith because it's a declaration that, Lord, I'm believing that, you're, that this situation is not in control. I'm giving you thanks that you're in control and you're taking me through this situation. You see what I mean? That's a, faith, that's a faith statement. Everything in this word is faith. So he says, give thanks and everything. Bless those who persecute you. I don't want to do that. How do I, why? You know what I want to do to those people? I, want, I don't want to bless them. I want to punch them. No, he says, bless those. That's a, that's a faith statement. When someone persecutes you, to, you know what it's saying? Lord, I believe you're going to take care of that person. So I'm going to put my blessing on them. And Lord, I believe, I believe you're going to take care of this whole thing. It's another faith declaration. Everything in this word is by faith. Don't worry about anything. Well, how are you supposed to do that? By faith. I'm not going to worry because I believe I'm supposed to cast all my cares on him because he cares for me. I like to tell my kids this verse a lot. Children, obey your parents. Well, how? Well, I don't. What? what? And it's, a, it's faith because I'm believing that as I do that, what, is, what does the word of God say? You're going you're gonna to receive something in return. Long life. You want a long life? Obey your parents. You've got to learn this stuff. But you, got, you can only receive it by faith. See, if I don't believe that God's going to do anything, he's not going to bless me. Why do I want to obey anybody? I'll obey myself. But no, I believe God's got a blessing for me as I follow his word. Amen. So Abraham, where was I? Abraham. Look at chapter 22, verse 1. It says, After these things, God tested Abraham. And he said to him, Abraham, here I am, he answered. He says in verse 2, Take your son, your only son Isaac, who you love, go to the land of Moriah, 
offer him there as a burnt offering on the mountain I'll tell you about. That's a tough word, isn't it? How does Abraham receive this word? How do you receive a word like that? By faith. By faith, you receive the word. Well, that's a hard word, isn't it? Some, I, I read a, I read a uh, what do you call it, a commentary, and some, some rabbi or something, they, they, they think that this is actually the next chapter, it says that Sarah died, and they said, well, she probably died when Abraham told her what he was about to do. And she probably just had a heart attack and fell over, and you can't take my boy, you're not taking my, she probably didn't tell her what he was up to, I, I wouldn't have done that. Um, yeah, Tara, I'm taking one of the kids, and you know, Lord told me to go kill him. Felt like that at times, but I won't do it. But Abraham, see, he, he did something. He obeyed God immediately, right away. It says the next morning he got up and he went. Abraham obeyed. What was his obedience? It was an act of faith because he had a word about that boy. God had told him it's going to be through Isaac that your seed is going to be reckoned. It's through Isaac that you're going to inherit the word. Abraham believed that God had spoken a word about that boy. And so when God said, get up and go kill him, Abraham said, yes, sir, because he believed, it says in Hebrews, he believed that God was even able to raise the dead. There'd never been a dead person raised before in the history of the world at the time of Abraham. But Abraham believed God would do it for him. He believed he was going to have to go through with that act. He had no idea what was coming. He didn't know God was going to take him up to the point with a knife in his hand and then say, okay, that's enough. He had no idea. He was ready to do it. He was ready to obey, but his obedience was his act of faith. This is what I want you to catch this morning. How do I put my faith to work? Obey the word of God. As you obey the word of God, what God tells you, it's an act of faith saying, Lord, I believe that what you spoke is true. I believe you're going to do it for me. I believe what you're telling me. And so I'm going to act in faith. As I act in faith, I'm releasing my faith to go to work for me. See, faith's meant to work in your life. Faith is your servant meant to work for you, meant to do things for you. But you got to start getting with the program here. Because God wants, God expects you, let me say it this way, God expects you to be doing some things in this world that we live in. He puts you in this world to do some things, and he wants you to do them by faith. That's the only way God does things. I heard, I heard Ricky say this morning how God created the world. How did he create the world? By, with faith. He spoke the word, and things went to work. He spoke it with faith believing it was going to do what he released it to do. Faith's meant to work in your life. So look what happens. Verse 3, Abraham got up early in the next morning. He saddled his donkey. He took two of his young men with him and his son. He split the wood for a burnt offering, and he sent out to go to the place God had spoke to him about. And on the third day, check this out. It took him three days to get there. What do you think it was like those three days for Abraham. You know, his son's probably talking. His son's got no clue, right? His son's got no clue what's about to happen. And he's probably talking, wanting to cut up with dad a little bit, wanting to share, you know, you know how it is. And his dad's probably just kind of, yeah, you know. But listen, Abraham, he believed God. Abraham 
believe. You got to get to a place where you believe God. I, I read a story about a kindergarten teacher, and she was sharing with the children. She said, look, I mean, she was teaching about whales, and she said, even though whales are so large, their throats are very small. It would be impossible for them to swallow something like, say, a person. And the little girl put her hand up and said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about Jonah? And the teacher said, you can't believe everything you read. And, and the little girl said, well, you know what? When I get to heaven, I'm going to ask Jonah if that's true. And the teacher, who obviously wasn't a believer, she said, well, listen, what if Jonah didn't go to heaven? And the little girl said, well, you can ask him then. <laughs> you you got you to know what you believe. Abraham believed God. You know, he was traveling for three days on this journey, and sometimes it can be discouraging. Now, listen, this three days, this was significant. It, Jesus was in the ground for three days. This is three days. Jonah was in the whale for three days. Sometimes there's a, there's a period of time that you go through that it can be a little bit depressing. I'm believing God. I'm standing in faith. I mean, it's been three days. Maybe it's been three months. Maybe it's been three years. Maybe it's been more. And it feels like, man, how do I keep believing God when it's been a period of time? I spoke with you about this not too long ago. But listen, what can happen is discouragement can set in. I want you to recognize something this morning. Discouragement is an enemy of faith. Discouragement is an enemy to your faith. It's meant to destroy your faith. Maybe you've been discouraged. Maybe you've been going through something. Maybe you're discouraged now. You came to church. You didn't feel like coming to church, but you came to church, and you've been going through something, and it just, you go, it's just discouraging sometimes. I want you to recognize discouragement as an enemy. I listened to this. I read a story about the devil, a time he was having a yard sale. And the devil, he laid out all of his tools. He was selling some of his well-used tools, and one of them, anger, $100. Resentment, $400. Hatred, $600. Lust, $1,000. Each tool sold right away, but there was one tool in the back of the workshop, and it was late in the day, and a, and a kind of a crooked old man came in and was wandering around through the devil's yard sale, and he found this tool. It was, it was, it was a beautiful, shiny tool. It had two, like, snake fangs sticking up on it, and, and the man was fascinated by this tool, and he said to the devil, he said, how much for this tool? The devil said, you put that down, that's not for sale. No, no, but it's, it's so beautiful. I'll pay anything you want. It's just the most beautiful thing. And he said, no, I, I told you. That's my, he said, that's my most important tool. You put that down. And the man, the man kind of gently put down the tool. He was a little upset. He said, he said, well, do you at least tell me the name of this tool? The devil got a smile on his face. Sure, I'll tell you the name. The name is discouragement. The man said, why is this tool so important to you? Listen to what he says. The devil said, it's more useful to me than any of the others. When I can't bring down my victims with the rest of my tools, I use discouragement because so few people realize it belongs to me. Nothing paralyzes a person. Nothing stops someone in their tracks like discouragement and hopelessness. Discouragement and hopelessness are no respecter of persons. They keep the unemployed unemployed. They keep the homeless homeless. They keep the sick sick. When overcome with discouragement and hopelessness, the person cannot pray. They cannot worship, and they become a victim of their environment. 
Discouragement and hopelessness drains the victims of courage, vision, faith, and expectation, and the will to make a difference in the kingdom of God. And the devil said this, if I can get you discouraged and hopeless, then I have successfully neutralized you. You're left with only enough energy to feel sorry for yourself. That's what discouragement does. That's what discourage, the enemy uses discouragement in your life to get you out of faith. But you have to recognize it might have been like Abraham. He might have been tempted to be discouraged, but he did not listen to the lies of the devil. He didn't listen to the discouragement. He stayed in his faith. He was letting his faith work for him because he was believing the one who made the promise was faithful. You got to recognize something in your life. You can listen to the lies of the devil or you can listen to the one who's faithful. But listen, if you get yourself into discouragement, don't expect this word to work for you. If you get, I'm not saying that there's not temptations and there's not times where we are discouraged, but I'm saying if you stay there, you can't expect to be in faith. If you're not in faith, the word doesn't work. It only works by faith. You got to hold on to your faith. When the enemy talks to you, you get your faith working. You answer him like Jesus did. Come on. If you'll, if you'll train your faith, when the enemy comes against you, that faith will rise up inside of you even stronger. But you gotta, you gotta work this thing out now. So look what happens now. Verse five, Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey, the boy, and I will go over there to worship, and then we'll come back. You've heard this before, but what a powerful faith statement right there. Faith wasn't just in him, something that he had. He was releasing his faith. He was acting in obedience on his faith, and he was declaring his faith. He didn't say, the boy and I are going up, and maybe I'll come back by myself. Maybe we'll both come back. We'll see what happens. No, he released his faith. He said, we are going to come back. He believed it. Listen, you got to get to a place where you believe it so much that it comes out of you. Do I sound like a, a broken record? That's okay. I'm all right. If it needs repeating, I'll, I'll repeat it. Okay? Abraham had a promise. He was going to have more descendants than there were stars and sand. But it was going to be through Isaac. Abraham didn't know what was about to happen, but he believed God's faithful. You know, someone defined insanity as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And I think that's true of us sometimes. We don't get into this faith. We don't get into speaking faith. We just say all kinds of dumb things, and we expect something different to happen this time. No, you get with this program. Get with the Word. This is, this is your exercise program. You speak this Word. You get in this Word. You believe this Word. You put your faith to work. You release your faith to do what God sent it to do. So Abraham keeps his mouth right. On the way up the mountain, the boy asks, where's the sacrifice? You know the story. Abraham makes this, this prophetic statement. Look what he says. Because the boy says, he says, look, we've got the, we got the wood. We got the fire. We got, Lord, you know, Dad, we got everything. Where is the sacrifice? And Abraham says, God himself will provide the lamb. And prophetically, it was prophetic because God himself did provide the lamb, Jesus. But it's prophetic and it's, but it meant something because he's saying, God, I, I, he said, I haven't necessarily known God as my provider, but I believe he is my provider. 
Maybe he hadn't seen it up to that point the way he's about to see it, but he says, God's my provider. Listen, when somebody challenges you with your faith, how can you believe that God's your healer? God himself provided my healing. How can you know that God's gonna provide your finances, Juanita? God himself will provide my finances. You know what it's saying? It's saying God is my source. How do you know God's gonna make a break? God himself is gonna do it. How do you know God's gonna do it? God himself. How do you know your family's gonna be okay? God himself is gonna do it. Amen. So God provided God himself, listen, you can say in the past tense, God himself provided. Whoa, he already provided. He already did it. He sent Jesus. Come on, church. He sent Jesus. He already provided. He's our source. Listen, we got to get to where we recognize God is our source. He's our only source. Amen. He, and so you know how the story ends. He's about to plunge the knife into his son. And God speaks and says, Abraham. And Abraham says, here I am. I'm, I'm doing what you sent me to do. And, and God says, that's enough. Because to God, he saw the deed was done. In God's eyes, he saw that Abraham was going to go through with it. Abraham was willing to lay his boy down. He was willing to finish the job. He obeyed God. Listen to what God says to him. Verse 15. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time and said, by myself, I've sworn that this is the declaration because you've done this thing and have not withheld your only son, I will indeed bless you and make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore. Your offspring will possess the gates of their enemies. Listen to this now. And the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring because you have done what? Obeyed my command. Abraham's obedience was his act of faith. His faith, he was putting his faith to work by obeying God. Listen, it's time we put our faith to work and obey the word of the Lord. Whatever the Lord's been speaking to you, Lord, how am I gonna do this? It's gonna be done by faith. You speak the faith, you act on the faith, you do what God's calling you to do. Abraham had a promise that he was gonna inherit the world and he did, but be, listen, his son was a seed that he was sowing. Abraham's son, he was willing, Abraham understood sowing and reaping. And so he knew when God made him a promise, you're going to have more children than the stars in the sky and the sand of the sea. You're going to inherit the world. Abraham knew he was going to have to sow a seed because nothing comes in this life without sowing. You don't receive anything without sowing. And so Abraham knew it was going to require a big seed. That's why he didn't hesitate. Lord, I'll, I'll sow my seed because I believe that you're faithful. Listen, so you might be going through something today and you say, how, what am I, how, do I, how do I act in my faith? You speak it, you obey the word of the Lord, and you sow your seed. I'm not talking about your money, but if money's part of it, then you sow your money. But maybe, listen, maybe I... I <laughs> Maybe you gotta sow some time. You say, man, I'm just overwhelmed. I, don't, I never have time for, for anything. Maybe you take a few minutes and give it to somebody else. God's gonna multiply it for you. That's how it works. That doesn't make sense. I should have less time. No, you'll have more because he'll multiply it. I don't, I don't know how, how am I supposed, I don't have any love in my life. 
young people, I'm looking for love. Well, why don't you, why don't you just go so love? I don't, I don't mean in a stupid way. You know, I mean like, man, just go, just go care about somebody. Do something for them, you know? Okay. God wants to, he'll multiply whatever seeds you plant, God will multiply it. So stop sitting there whining and complaining. Why am I not seeing what I, I thought I was walking my, no, you just stand on your faith and you put your faith to work and watch it grow. He didn't, listen, when Jesus cursed that fig tree, it didn't take 10 years for that tree to die. It, it withered. It withered and it died. That's how faith works. It's meant to work. So put it to work. It's your servant. Make it work for you. Guys with me. Amen. You got to sow some faith in your life. Worship team, they're coming up, aren't they? You got to sow some faith in your life. Faith has to be obeyed. Whatever, whatever you need, you can receive if you can receive it by faith, if you can act on your faith today. And so Abraham received the promise. Abraham saw God as his provider. Abraham did everything he did by faith. He became the father of faith. Listen, we're not any different. We still have to act on our faith. We still have to believe the word. We still have to believe that Jesus did it all for us. We've got a better covenant. But listen, we only receive it by faith. Stand up with me. I want to close this. Let me ask you to bow your heads for a moment. And let me ask you what you need today. Maybe you've got needs in your life and you've been struggling with in some area. Listen, you use your faith. Maybe you're, you're here today or you're watching online and you say, Jesus is not my Lord and Savior. I hear you talking about faith, but I don't know what to do about it. I don't understand. Listen, here's what you gotta do. You gotta make a faith declaration that Jesus, I believe you're my Lord and Savior. I give you my life. I believe you're gonna save me. I believe you're gonna heal me. I believe, you just gotta speak it by faith and release it by faith. The word of God says that. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved, but it's an act of faith. So you're saved by faith. You receive everything from this word by faith. Nothing is done without faith in this word. So right now, if you need to make your life right with Jesus, I want you just to pray that with me. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins and make me a new person. I give you my life today, Jesus. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I believe you saved me by faith today. But listen, if you've got some other need in your life, whether it's a healing or finances or anything, we prayed earlier, but I just want to speak it again. I want to... I want to in fact, I want to say something to you. If you've got a need, I want you to find a seed that you can sow by faith. Do something by faith. Make an act of faith, but do it in faith. Don't do it because I told you. You do it because you believe the word of God says, as I sow, I'm going to reap. If you need finances, you release your finances by faith. If you have a family need, you sow into someone else's family. You pray for them. And you watch as you put your faith to work, expect God to bring it back to you. 
If you need a healing in your body, you go pray for somebody else because that's what the Word of God says. As you pray one for another, you'll be healed. But you got to learn how to sow. you got to learn how to stand in faith. you got to learn how to release your faith to work for you. Stop trying to work. Stop trying to work it all out in your mind. Stop trying to work it all out in your, in your, on paper and start just believing what this word says. So Lord, I thank you right now for each person today. Just lift your hands with me. Lord, I thank you today. Lord, that you're our source. We thank you today that you're the one who meets our needs. Lord, I thank you today that we, we release our faith to you Lord, whatever the needs might be, we thank you, Lord, right now, healings are being manifest as we're releasing our faith. Lord, I thank you right now, families are being mended as we release our faith. Lord, we thank you, bodies are being healed right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we release our faith to you. And I believe our faith is going to work for us. So Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus for your goodness. I thank you for the testimony we heard today of your goodness and that, Lord, we're going to hear more of those because you are good. And I thank you, Lord, that you're just blessing your people. Have your hand upon them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your anointing on our lives. We thank you for the Holy Spirit and his presence in our lives. And Lord, we thank you for just blessing your people today in the name of Jesus. Say amen with me.